If you're looking for a podcast that talks about games, gaming issues, games in the media, anime, or anything like that, you've come to the right podcast. Welcome to 100% Real with Small Time Gamers. Here are your hosts... And welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Drake, and my co-hosts today are Commander Taco and Incognito. Uh, guys, go ahead and say hello. Howdy, y'all. Buenos dias. And uh, today we're going to be having a, kind of a special episode. Uh, we're going to be going back and touching uh, on one of the topics. Uh, today is a topic that we're going uh, to be talking about is the Fortnite uh, lawsuit. We've kind of discussed it before when we were talking about uh, Epic and during Parliament, but apparently there was an actual uh, lawsuit, class, class action lawsuit that's actually uh, come out of this, and I believe it's Canada, if I remember correctly, uh, Commander Taco? Yes, it's in uh, Quebec, to be more exact. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this uh, lawsuit uh, from uh, what, what you read? I'm not too familiar, but from what I read, I think it was, I'm not sure if it's one or two different parents of uh, a 10-year-old and a 13 or 14-year-old, and uh, they felt that their kids were being too distracted by Fortnite, and uh, they apparently allege that uh, Fortnite can be as addictive as cocaine. As addictive as cocaine. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure they haven't tried cocaine. Well, I mean, they probably heard uh, Dave Chappelle, and uh, they know it. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Well, I mean, Dave Chappelle, I mean, he's when he played Rick James, I mean, you know how it goes. But even then, uh, th- there has to be some type of research in order to back this up. Uh, uh, don't you think? I would think so. Apparently, uh, their lawyer's going off the, uh, I forget what it's called. I need to look it up here real quick. But it's some uh, sort of uh, something to prevent, to protect the uh, consumer thing that, uh, like how, you know, Surgeon General warnings are put on every cigarette pack saying, hey, this uh, the nicotine in here is highly addictive. Apparently, they're saying Epic should have put that, I guess, on their webpage or something saying, hey, Fortnite can be an addictive game. And since there was no warning that, you know, you can get addicted to anything they're suing. Okay. Um, incognito, uh, I know you've played uh, Fortnite before. Is there any type of warning or anything like that on their uh, website or anything like, or anything while, while you're playing the game uh, that kind of signals that, hey, this game can be kind of addicting or anything like that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's so much of like a warning or anything. I mean, but if that's the, if that's the case, if that's the stipulations, you know, we want to start putting, uh, holding uh, companies up to, then, you know, the same should be done with things like Coca-Cola, which is actually one of the most leading uh, no, addictions out there is caffeine. You know, you've got people out there even talking about, you know, I can't do nothing without my coffee in the morning or I can't do nothing. Without, you know, you got people that go, you know, they can go through a 12 pack of sodas by themselves in a day. And and, and you are correct. Uh, caffeine is addicted, addicting. And it's one of the main reasons why Coke companies, well, Coca-Cola mainly switched, uh, switched their main ingredient from actually cocaine to caffeine because it is more addictive yeah exactly um it, uh, like like you've touched on you know back in, before you know there was real regulations on drug use and things like that you know cocaine was one of the minor though you know it wasn't in huge quantities it was a minor ingredient in 
in the caffeinated drink or in the drink and um but i mean to to be honest with you as far as warnings on a video game i think it's kind of far-fetched to be honest with you because like a games games are designed to draw people in they're designed to get people's attention they're designed to make people want to play the game is fortnite as addictive as cocaine i'm well i mean i haven't tried cocaine but i can tell you this much i will i have i'll have a harder time giving up my my uh caffeinated drinks before i give up fortnite i can give up fortnite today tomorrow whatever i hardly you know i have the game i have it it's down on my computer i play it from time to time but i don't ever i've never had that compulsion that needs or a drip you know i've never been driven to just play the game it's never affected me to the point where i felt like oh i have to play i have to play you know i've never called into work because oh i you know i need the next skin or whatever the case may be that these people are using i mean for god's sakes they're in the they're in their their chapter two season 11 type of thing and i don't even think i have a single solo win i think all my wins are for like from like uh you know squads or uh, the ltm where it's just, it's 50 versus 50 so obviously i don't take the game serious so i mean me personally i just i see other streamers too that play the game and they can go you know like i've seen one streamer who you know his main game was fortnite and then for about a month and a half he was playing nothing but dead by daylight and zelda and other games like that because he just something about it he lost interest in the game for a little while i mean he plays it on and off still it's just that he doesn't play it it's not his main game anymore and so you know if you look at it that way he should be addicted he should be hooked on it he shouldn't be able to put it down type of thing but that's not the case so you know do you do i think there should be warnings on games not really because you know that's that's the purpose of a game is to be interesting to be driven to the point where you want to play the game it's interesting to play the game um as far as you know how these kids are going above and beyond as far as like you know they're missing school or they're doing you know not doing school work whatever the case may be it's affecting their daily lives and i mean that like you said before that that touches back on what i believe our first episode was is you know where does the problem lie and i believe again it goes back to parenting you have to be a parent and say you know what enough is enough and you know turn the system off turn the tv off turn the internet off whatever the case whenever control means of control that you have you know use them you know be able to tell your child you're i think you said 11 and 13 um respectively tell that 11 13 year old kid hey no you're not playing the game today or you know you can play but you got an hour and i do agree uh there there does need to be uh, limits set and when we discussed that episode uh i think what was it episode three where it lies it was we were discussing that parents do need to take more responsibility parents do need to tell these children no you're not going to play this or no i'm going to take this away because you've been playing for too long and you've been on here for too long and your grades are failing or something like that and from what i remember reading on the article it was two two families if i remember correctly uh one of them the child will not come down from their room and they have to take food up to him because he will not leave his his computer because he's always playing fortnite and they're just worried because now he's addicted to it well at that point how about turning off the internet or taking away his stuff if he cries he whines whatever he throws a fit let him at that point at least you know he's gonna come down and he's gonna have to do something about it 
now he's out of his room i mean that's what better way to get him out of the room is to actually physically take his stuff let him whine and cry let him throw his fit you want to know what that's on him he guess what he's gonna have to get out of the house and he's gonna have to go get it go get his stuff there you go problem solved now he's out of the house and he doesn't have that problem anymore but it's the fact that they don't want to step up and actually do what they're supposed to do as parents and just give in to what this child is doing i hate to, i hate to say it, but sometimes you might have to actually just discipline that child and just tell them you want to what this is how it is i mean because if you're letting your child do that they're not showing you any respect as a parent that's just you know that that's just coming from me uh so i got it a bit wrong uh, it says uh and I'm reading this from the Montreal Gazette, if anyone's interested in where I'm getting news. Um, it's saying that uh, it's not as addictive. It's just saying the suit compares kids obsessed with Fortnite to people addicted to heroin and cocaine. And they're uh, going off the uh, Montreal Protection. Uh, part of the case is based on Quebec's Consumer Protection Act, which is designed to force companies to warn consumers about the potential risk of product. Okay, so that... Uh, Canada does actually have something that in play where the companies are supposed to put these warnings and labels on their product before it's supposed to be released then. I mean, from what I could find, it was more for uh, vendors, but I guess it can go to commercial use as well. I mean, that would probably be the best bet. I mean, and even then, it would only cover the, we call it the, uh, the company itself by putting that warning that, hey, it can be addictive, you know, make sure you have a legal guardian and stuff like that. Because I do understand where incognito is coming from. It's not really the responsibility of the company. But at the same time, if you want to take away this, the, the legal liability, that would be one way to do it, is to put that label on there so it covers you. So I do understand both sides. I'm uh, Like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, say, oh, the company should do it. But at the same time, just to kind of cover themselves from any, you know, class action lawsuit, that would probably be better. I mean, I, if, we, if we remember, if I remember correctly, it goes further in saying that they that Fortnite has uh, psychologists and stuff like that helping them build this game. But I remember correctly from the Parliament interview that we discussed. Even in the interview, Fortnite says they have no psychiatrist on on, on their on their payroll to help them with right. these games. So and that's what I uh, found rich was yeah they said and the. The, the law the, suit, the case but yeah i mean it, clearly they've said before they don't hire outside psychologists to help them so at that point how can how can they use that as a base saying that psychologists are building this building this game to get these kids to be addictive to it so i mean they obviously did not do their homework when they were either writing the paper or doing the uh the research on it on the company because they would have known that hey they don't have any psychologists building this game i mean tech i mean it, it could we could be wrong at the same time not saying that they didn't do their research completely just saying uh but what we what we saw and what we researched pretty much they don't so how can they say that and actually put that into their paper or their into their argument saying that hey you do have people doing this and it uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's still I, I hate to say it, but it still falls on the parent. The parent should have the parents should uh, take more responsibility and take more action in making sure these kids aren't playing as much. 
what do you think, uh, Commander Taco? I mean, I agree. I I just find it hard to understand how in this day and age, like, I mean, it's a different different environment, but you know, have so many people to become dependent on video games to the point that it literally is now being recognized as a disorder, and they drop everything from life just to play some more games. And I think I, mean, it... I, I I love playing games a lot, but I know if there's something I got to do, it's time to put the controller down and go and do that before continuing playing the game. But I, but I, again, I think that comes back to upbringing and the uh, responsibilities that the parents are giving these children. They're not enforcing that. Hey, you need to get up. You need to go do this. You, you know, put that controller down. You know, there's consequences if you don't do this and stuff like that. The parents aren't enforcing that. They're just like, oh, if you don't do it, okay, that's fine. Well, you'll you'll take care of it another time. And then they're just still being there and playing these video games and not wanting to get up and not wanting to do anything. So not trying to put all the blame on the parents, but at the same time, they do need to step up. What do you think, Incognito? I think it's, I mean, exactly like you said, they, um, they need to step up. They need to step in, be more involved in their kids' lives and what they're doing and what they're, you know, what they're spending their time on. Um, and I mean, you can't really, you can't fault a game company for making a game successful. You know, it, it, it's silly. And just like with anything else, in time, it's going to run its course. People are not going to be as into it. You're not seeing as many Battle Royale games come out. Um, you're not seeing as, it's not as, how I say it? It's not as mainstream as it was, say, almost half a year ago, where just about every game was coming out with the Battle Royale option because they saw the success of Fortnite. Fortnite, they grabbed what they saw was successful from different games, from different aspects, and then they combined it into one big game. You've got maps that are ever-evolving. you got weekly challenges. you got daily challenges. you got skins you can earn. you got, you know, different cosmetics you can earn. Um, and one of the issues I saw that they were talking about was the fact that, you know, these kids have spent thousands of dollars on the game. Why give a kid that much money for a game? You, as an adult, you should be controlling their funds at this point in, in their age. Why are you allowing this much money to go into a game that's free of all things? And that is a good point. These kids should not have all this money and should be able to spend as much as they are on this game. So at that point, it is the parents. If- yeah, reading from uh, another uh, website, a games industry.biz, they say that according to the filing, two unnamed minors, their age 10 and 15, developed addiction to Fortnite, spending around $600 and $500 respectively on the game over the past year or so. I mean, I don't even know how like much allowance that would be. <laughs> that's way too much way too much i hate to say it like i said it's one of those things it's the parents are not enforcing you know strict rules or they're not telling their children no or they're just putting their you know what they're like here here's my credit card put put my credit card for information in there basically just letting them have free range so i mean there's got to be some 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 accountability and it it can't just be all on the company it's got to be on the parents and the company is already doing as much as it can and there's only so much they can do from basically putting, you know, parental controls in there to where the parents are being notified. Hey, your kid's playing a little bit too much. Hey, you might want to try to take them off. I mean, so there's only so much they can actually take care of. And at this point, I, I want to say it's the parents. And I, for that lawsuit, I really do not believe they're going to win. I mean, don't get me wrong, the world, the, the world Health Organization has recognized gaming disorder, but 
what these kids are going through can be easily solved at least the ones the the two from the two families that were basically one of them is just not getting up and not wanting to do anything because his parents do not want to force him to do anything or take away his stuff and they're actually just babying him i hate to say it that way but it's the truth so i, I don't see them winning I'm, I'm sorry well i mean the case is all on how uh you know the game's so highly addictive that people become dependent on it you know if you're not playing Fortnite at school, then you're obviously going to get bullied. And, you know, with it being accessible on the phones now, oh, now they're pushing it out even further on the market. So, obviously, they're trying to target the, uh, you know, the, the consumers to spend more money. That I can see. Uh, I mean, it being, but you got to have certain phones because not all the phones can play it. That's the key thing. So, yeah. so you got to have one of the, like, best phones because if not, you're not going to be able to play it on, on your phone. And even then, it's kind of hard going from PC to your phone where you're not going to have as much room or, you know, basically just being touchscreen. So I do understand that, that that concept of what they're saying, that it is highly addictive or can be highly addictive, I rephrase, and how they're pushing it out to the consumers so that way they can spend more money. But at the same time, if like I'm, I'm going to say it again, parents 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 they they can do this they they can take away the phones they could you know monitor what they're doing and stuff like that and on top of it like i said at least for those parents the ones that are in the cl- the the lawsuit like i said that main one where the kid doesn't want to get up he, he's not on his phone he's on his pc so where is that where is that coming in from like i said they can take away the pc is he gonna be on a phone i'm pretty sure he doesn't have one if, he, uh, if he's not going anywhere, he's not doing good in school. I know I wouldn't get a phone for my kids if they weren't doing great in school. I would be taking away their stuff. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, we could, I could sit here playing devil's advocate all day, pretty much just blaming the parents. But like I said, I just don't, I just don't see them winning. Uh, at least that case. I mean, it's understandable where they're coming from about the marketing. Marketing does play a big role. What do you think, Incognito? I will, you know, Allow me to go ahead and pretend I'm taking the parent side. I got this thing. I got this issue where apparently, you know, I my my child is doing badly in school. He's just spending too much time on a game. He's just not paying attention. That's all he can think about is playing this game. Um, I've tried taking toys away. I tried taking things away. He throws tantrums. He throws fits. You know, I'm try, I'm putting myself in the parent's shoes basically. So what's my next move? You know. I'm not saying it's right, I'm, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to vote positive or negative against this. But I know, you know, us growing up, there was a physical repercussion to our behavior. And I think you know what I'm getting at. You know, I... I sure do. And I think a lot of it, honestly, is society has gotten to a point where they shun people who do that. They shun people who, like, oh, you don't have to spank your kids. Oh, you don't have... Because there's a difference between hitting and spanking. If my my four year old, if he throws a toy across the room and that could possibly, you know, if he learns that habit where he gets used to doing stuff like that, he could possibly hurt somebody if he goes out. Because it happened when we went to the convention, you know, he was being, he was hyper, he was excited. He wasn't doing it because he was throwing a tantrum, but he got excited and he threw his little Pikachu toy and it actually hit me in the side of the head. And I'm just, I'm just glad, glad it hit me and didn't hit somebody else. But if you don't correct these behaviors at home, and for me personally, when at this day and age, at this age, 
when he throws a toy, you know, I give him a swat on the hand, and then I explain to him as to why we don't throw things. You know, um, a swat on the bottom, a swat on the hand, things like that aren't, it isn't physical abuse. It's like, it's more of an attention grabber, to be honest with you, because sometimes that's what you need. You need to get their attention. You need to let them realize, hey, I don't run this house. <laughs> well, according to a, a psychology perspective, if the uh, you you know spank them after the behavior, that's punishment. If you wait till uh, later to do it, like you know, a mother tells her child, you know, when your father gets home, then that's beating the child. Well, yeah, but it, it goes back to the whole idea of you you correct the behavior right then and there. You don't you know push it, put it off, put it off, put it off, because then you get to the point where the child acknowledges okay i did wrong but you know what it, i did wrong because i did it when this person came home so then they start kind of having a fear of one of the parents and that's not right but just in general i mean people need to learn how to not fall into the social stigmas not be so afraid of you know disciplining their children and you are correct that the parents shouldn't shouldn't be afraid to discipline children um and as commander taco kind of touched a little bit uh, in psychology, there is what's called uh, positive reinforcements and negative reinforcements. Positive reinforcements would be like, let's say they're doing great in school and, you know, to kind of reinforce that you buy them something or you give them something or you like in this case, you let them play Fortnite for maybe an extra hour. That's positive reinforcement because now you're letting them, you know, because they're doing great in school. You're letting them do something that would reinforce that behavior. Now, the negative reinforcement would be the hey you know you did bad in school you're gonna get punished now which is what you were saying incognito you give them the spanking that would be negative reinforcement saying that hey you did bad you're gonna get you're gonna get punished for it so now bring up your grades now you won't get hit that's pretty much what you know disciplining with the spanking is is just negative reinforcement and sometimes some kids will probably respond for that i mean that's just the way it is and I mean, that's how we grew up, and we've always grown up with negative reinforcements. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a limit to what is considered abuse. And I I know for for our state, you can discipline a child with the appropriate amount of force with an open hand on the bottom. That's considered appropriate amount of force or proper Uh, spanking. If I can come in, cut in real quick. Actually, um, from what I was told... And from what I've heard um, from actual law enforcement and CPS, um, Child Protective Services, is, um, for instance, say my four-year-old acts up, the appropriate negative reinforcement for that would be four spankings to his backside with an open hand. Exactly. The and, appropriate amount of and, force. And, and, and personally, it's, it's basically one spanking for every year, year old he, the child is. And personally, I, I don't understand how people can use belts and things like that because I just, you know— I love my child. I love him to death. And, you know, it hurts when I got to punish him, but I know it's something that I need to do. Otherwise, you know, he's going to become an unruly child. And, you know, you can use both. You can use, I mean, don't get things twisted on this, on this, on this channel where we think only, only negative reinforcement, it works. No, you know, you got to mix it up. You got to use both. Use positive, you know, if you want to rely on positive reinforcement or rely on positive reinforcement. I know I do. Um, when my son, you know, shows good behavior at, you know, when we go shopping at the grocery store or something, I, you know, a 99, a 97 cent, uh, Hot Wheels car and he's happy, you know, he, and then, you know, when I tell him, you know, if you be, you know, if you behave, we get you a car. Now it's gotten to the point where, um, now he, uh, recently he had kind of expected a car, 
But I told him, you know, you can't expect it every time. So, you know, instead of a car, you know, me and him, we had, you know, we ate out or something like that. That way, just just to kind of, you know, get the idea in his head that you're not going to get this every time. It's just something I do for you because you behave well. And it doesn't always have to be this. It could be something else as well. So you want to reinforce things with positive reinforcement. That's fine. But there has to be, you know... The kid, the child has to understand that there are going to be negative repercussions for certain behaviors and certain things, and a lot of it is going kind of out the window. I feel like a lot of it's gone out the window in a lot of cases because, again, it's a social stigma. Oh, you spank your kids, you're a terrible parent, and that's not what it is. You know, I spank my child when I when I spank him because I love my child and I want I want the best for him. And so kind of go back to what I was saying a second ago is, you know, parents that use things to hit their kid, you know, belts and hangers or whatever the case may be, I can't do that because I don't know. Personally, I feel like you can't you can't correctly gauge exactly how, you know, how uh, hard or how soft the, the swing is. You know, if I, you know, if I spank him on the bottom and I feel like my hand is hurting, then I know I've done too much. And instead of four, he's just going to get that one, you know, things like that, because... Like, I'm not aiming to hurt my child. I'm just, again, like I said, it's an attention grabber. It's something to get his attention back on, you know, the task at hand. Exactly. And like I said, and it's one of those, sometimes you, you have to use both. I mean, always reward the child for doing something great. That's the way I always see it, and that's the way it should be. And then, of course, in order to correct the behavior, of course, you're going to use either positive or negative but more is more likely it's going to be negative because you want to correct the behavior not encourage it um but going back to the case uh i know there was uh who was it uh commander taco i think it was uh pat nes uh the video that you, uh, oh, yeah, the, you sent me at the NES punk, yeah they they talked about it a bit gave their two cents about how dumb this was as most people feel yeah and i mean i i agree with them it I don't think they're going to win, uh, at least the parents, because they don't have anything really solid. It could pretty much their argument can pretty much be torn apart from uh, the uh, game industry that biz. Uh, apparently, where I guess this uh, whole psychology thing is coming from is, uh, according to them, the filing claims that Epic worked with psychologists in uh, developing Fortnite, citing an article by a former UX designer, uh, Celia Holden, who holds a PhD in psychology. So because one of their team members who helped, you know, build a framework of the game, build a PhD in psychology, they're saying they worked with psychologists. But the, now it comes down to, did they hire her on as a psychologist to help build it? Or did they hire her on as just a regular team member for her skills she, or something else that she was doing? That's she, where that comes down to. She said she worked as a UX designer, which is to put themselves in the mind of the consumer at the end of the product and, you know, try and make it to where you want your consumer to use it. So in that sense, basically she did use her degree then technically. So they they have a little bit of a foothold, but you think about it. One psychologist, really? That's all they had. I mean, according to her article, she says, I'm a, I'm specialized in game user experience, uh, UX, which is mostly about adopting a mindset by which the makers of a product, system, service, or video game place the end users at the center of their development process. Yeah, but at the end of the day, are you only going to use one psychologist to determine if your game is great, or are you going to use 
uh, several psychologists to make sure your game is great and you're able to keep the consumers coming back? That's my question to you and, uh, and Incognito. You think they use more, but I mean, as I said, they really weren't looking to hire psychologists. It was just more of them developing the game. What do you think, uh, Incognito? You, uh, for for them, uh, would would you want to use more psychologists or just one that to kind of determine it? So as I was listening, I was kind of building my argument against the whole idea. Um, the whole this whole concept of oh, they had a psychologist doing UX studies and this, that, and the other. That it doesn't carry any weight to me because that's one person. What one person likes isn't what everybody else likes. So look at our group of friends. We have guys that prefer racing games. We have guys that prefer first-person shooters. We have story-driven, you know, f- you know. we have friends that are sto- prefer story-driven games. We have friends that prefer, you know, just, uh, it's, we're, with all of us that, you know, we've grown up with, it's always been a mix. There's always been some kind of diversity. You know, fighters, you know, 2D scrollers, whatever the case may be. And so if you're getting one person's opinion or thoughts on the process of, you know, trying to put their, na- their, their self in the shoes of a consumer, that's really all you're doing is getting one person who likes, who thinks they know they have the formula to a perfect video game. And like I said before, it, like this Fortnite, it just it isn't for me. You know, I, I, I'll play it from time to time. I might jump on with some friends from every once in a while, but Fortnite just doesn't have its hooks in me like it other people. You know, I'll, 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 I'd rather jump on YouTube and watch, you know, like as far as the map progression, things like that, because that's one of the complaints they're having is, oh, you know, it's the constant changing maps. It's the constantly changing challenges. Um, as far as maps go, I get that from watching uh, several different channels, you know, They'll, they keep up with the weekly changes and whatnot. And I just watch the video and like, oh, okay, that's what, you know, that's what's going on now. Um, and now with this chapter two, I feel like more and more of these complaints are going to come out because this chapter two is even more so than what it was uh, Fortnite was before. You know, you can hide in dumpsters, you can go swimming, you can go fishing, you can get on a boat. You know, all all these kinds of crazy mechanics. And in reality, instead of just saying, oh, you know, they've created, uh, they've um, purposely created a, an addictive game. When I say, hey, you've created a successful game and it's making lots of money. And that is a good point. But, uh, and like I said, and you are right. There are going to be a lot of complaints coming out with this new chapter two come, uh, being released. And you are correct. Uh, pretty much just one person's, uh, th- that's all they're really getting is just one person's opinion. Yes, she's an expert in her field. She's got a PhD in psychology. She's done the, probably this for a long time, Commander Taco. I, I, I get where you're coming from that you know she's she's an expert of what she does but just like kind of like uh just like incognito said you're only getting one person's opinion on this video game and they can't really use that i mean they can and they are and that's what they're building their case on but at the end of the day if they have a good attorney epic they're pretty much going to rip it up and say where why would we only use one psychologist instead of using several who have different personalities who know who like different things so that way we can get at these actual psychologists you know opinions so that way we can develop the game a lot better so and then it's just just like you and in, in uh like you said commander taco you know it doesn't make any sense just for one psychologist you would use several and just like incognito said everyone has different tastes so it doesn't make any sense like I said, I don't believe the parents are going to win. I really don't. 
What do you think? I hope not either. I hope not either, because it. I mean, it would to me. It feels like it would open a Pandora's box. Though I mean, I wasn't even aware of this. They're um, according to independentco.uk, they're comparing the case to a uh, not the news article, but the the lawyer representing the uh, people suing Epic. They're comparing the case to a 2015 class action lawsuit against big tobacco companies, where apparently the uh, According to CNBC, the companies paid uh, three major U.S. tobacco companies uh, will pay a hundred million to settle hundreds of federal lawsuits over smoking. Okay. So in, two, in 2015, people uh, sued uh, tobacco companies, accusing the firms of not doing enough to warn consumers of the addictive nature of smoking, and apparently they got a settlement. And that's kind of crazy because the warnings have always been on the cigarettes. They were small print, but they were still there. And then according to the Independent, uh, which I find this funny reading, the parents that the two parents that came forward said, uh, if we knew it was so addictive, it would ruin our child's life. We would never have let them start playing Fortnite, or we would have monitored it a lot more closely. Heck, they could still monitor it more closely. That's just my opinion. But what well, they can they can monitor it right now and tell the child, you want to, you're gonna get you're gonna get off this freaking game right now. So you know that just made me laugh was that they said we should have monitored. Now in that they're facing the situation, should have done that a long time already. ago. They should have been doing that a long time ago. That's just my opinion. I mean, I I can't see them winning, but you never know. The judges and such aren't familiar with games, so yeah, you never know what order they might go in. Well, we never know. All right, uh, Incognito, what do you think? You think the parents have a chance of winning this, or they don't? Honestly, I don't. I don't see them winning this. I don't see it going anywhere. I see it. Honestly, <laughs> I honestly see it kind of, and not to, and not to, you know, diminish what the parents are going through, because I'm, I'm sure they, they feel like they're going through a hard time right now. But I honestly feel like it's something that's gonna be kind of laughed at and just like pushed away, pushed off to the side, because it's gonna be looked at as a money grab. It's gonna be looked at as, you know, parents not being able to, you know, take responsibility for their parenting, and just. I don't, I don't see them having a real foot to stand on. Like I said, one psychologist on the team is not going to do anything because like, like I touched on, you know, not everybody likes the same things. Uh, uh, you know, what the advice that she was giving was basically, like I said, it was her opinion on how to create a, a good game. And let's be honest, you know, think about it. Growing up, we all had we all had the same ideals. We all, you know, if I describe to you my perfect game, it's not going to be the same as yours or tacos or anybody else's because y'all, y'all might not have the same interests as I do, you know, and growing up, think about it. You know, we've all had that idea. We've all had the idea of a perfect game where, you know, we've all played a game and thought, you know, this game would be so much better with this, this, and this. And even with Fortnite, you know, they've had times where they have guns, they've had mechs and, you know, it's, it's welcome and it's accepted by some uh, portion of the population and the other population is like, no, this is trash. Get this out of here. What are you doing? So, you know, in reality, I think there's really no leg to stand on. The only thing I can say is, okay, it looks kind of cartoony, so it attracts younger children. But again, it's all going to come back down to you're the parent. You're supposed to have control of this household. You're supposed to take control of the situation. Exactly. And I do agree with that. And to be honest with you, I- I'm going to agree with both of y'all. I don't think they, they're going to they have a chance of winning. But we never know how the court system over there is going to work. And it might favor them, unfortunately. And I, I really do, really do hope that 
it doesn't and then the courts actually see that hey you want to what you should have been monitoring your your child all along now this comes back to you why weren't you doing this i mean i hate to say it that way because i know i'm a parent myself just like you are incognito i mean it's it, it tears it tears us up being t- being told you know you're not doing your job as a parent but at the end of the day when you're doing a class action lawsuit on a game company that actually has some at least some uh kind of power because like i said in the parliament interview they say they they did have a parental setting in there to where it sends the parent a notice of how long their children are playing for and how and you know time periods and stuff like that so i mean they do have something set up it's just the fact that parents haven't been able to go in and check it and monitor it or they lacked or failed to look, to monitor the child's uh progress in the game or how long they've been playing so i mean i i'm not gonna say i hope they don't win i'm just saying that from everything that's going on i don't think they have the chance is there any final thoughts you guys would like to say or comment or say about this uh case um not not really i think i think i pretty much said my points of view and my thoughts on the whole idea and um i mean that's what i think i, I love about this kind of media is you know you can agree to disagree you know leave like you know leave your own personal ideas in the comments check out our twitter make sure you jump in and you know, give us your ideas your thoughts on the whole situation i agree there's really not much more that can be said i mean any game can be addictive from a you know psychological point you know everyone gets like I said everyone has different interests so i mean in the end uh, it's not just fortnite but any game really that can fall under this banner and that is true any game can fall into these banners of being addictive and you know just drawing the people to come back in over and over again just to keep playing i mean heck call of duty was one of them uh but that's just my opinion and i will We'll agree with y'all. Um, I don't think the parents have a chance. Uh, anything else, or is, is that it? That's it for me. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. I mean, as much as we can touch on the topic or as at this moment. Yeah. All right. Um, that's gonna be it for this episode. Uh, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's a uh, 100% real with small time gamers, and you can also follow Incognito uh, on his Twitch. And uh, you want to go ahead and tell us again? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be uh, twitch.tv slash the underscore incog, I-N-C-O-G. Make sure you stop by and say what's up. And you can also follow him on, on Twitter. And that's going to be it for our episode this week. We'll see you guys next week. Later.